Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today. And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or give them a call at 877-646-5347. Again, that number is 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. This month may have been the most dramatic escalation in the civil conflict in this country, and I have a, uh, I'm scared. I am I am genuinely worried about what happens next in 2024. And as I've mentioned in a few of my previous segments in the past week or so, a couple weeks. Yes, there are people who have already fled the country. Not an exaggeration, literally living abroad. And now there are other people that I know that are asking, do you think it might be time to try and, you know, put some resources in a different country? And the question becomes, why should we stay? And I'm like, you really think it's going to get that bad, you know? Yes, a lot of people do. And I'm worried it will for all the same reasons. And when you're looking at the horizon with the ship coming in, you know that it may take some time. That ship may turn around. We don't know what's on it or what it brings. Or better yet, the storm on the horizon. You still start preparing for how to survive. Now, there's a really good reason not to leave this country, and it is to save this country, because despite the fact that we are seeing this tremendous evil, we still have a tremendous opportunity. There's a couple big stories pertaining to what we're seeing right now, and the most notable, California moves to explore every legal option to get Trump off 2024 ballot by December 28th. The lieutenant governor specifically cited the Colorado Supreme Court decision, ruling that Trump is ineligible to be on the ballot. There's no point in arguing with Democrats. My view on this is we are already in a civil war. Doesn't matter what you want to happen. Doesn't matter what you think will happen. It's happening. There is no argument to be made to people who don't care about what is just. That's it. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Now, you may believe in due process. I do. But they don't. They'll argue that a court banging a gavel is due process enough. No, due process means Donald Trump and others have a right to challenge this, must be convicted for something related to insurrection before the media just declares it and a court says, sure, why not? 
They don't care. The people who claim that our democracy is in danger are the same people who are cheering for a man's name being removed from the ballot. Now, what I'm seeing is a lot of memes. There was, uh, uh, you know, people are posting this meme where it says one other man had his name removed from the ballot by Democrats only one other time. Abraham Lincoln. The Washington Post reported this uh, a couple of years ago. Mail in ballots were part of an effort to keep Lincoln from winning the presidency. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. These are the moves they're making. The other big story here that I think is much more egregious. We're seeing over 10,000 illegal immigrants flooding into the United States every single day this month. It is a record. We've never seen such a surge. Joe Biden is is ordering them to be brought in by federal law enforcement with no restrictions and no tracking conditions. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I believe that what we're seeing right now is the Biden administration, Democrats and aligned political groups are engaged in a in, in a in an actual conflict, an actual civil war. I I don't know, man. I don't know how you have the border being ripped to shreds, the Democratic establishment opening the door to wave after wave, 10,000 plus non-citizens every day. And I, I don't know how you under you, you look at that and view it as anything other than physical conflict. No, I know. I know. I, I know people are saying, no, no, war is like people are shooting at each other and stuff like that. And I'm like, right, 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 right. What I'm saying is. It's an act of war against the United States. It's not it's not like a nation state declaring war. It's probably more it's, it's something else. People are calling it an invasion, and I think that's an absolutely fair point. And the, the Democrats are facilitating it when Republicans in Texas and Arizona, and other states have tried to stop this. The federal government intervened and took down the barriers, guaranteeing these people be let in. There's videos of Border Patrol agents allowing these people in. I want to stress this point. Whatever ends up happening with all of this, I will not forget the law enforcement agents who facilitated the destruction of this country. I do believe we're going to win. I don't necessarily believe it comes to armed conflict. Donald Trump is telling you exactly what he needs And I think if you look at history, many people are concerned that the removal of Abraham Lincoln from the ballot is a a a precipitated the Civil War, a component of what precipitated Civil War. Maybe, maybe Donald Trump wins and then who knows what happens afterwards. But certainly, if you're looking to history, the appropriate move would be to stay calm, stay within the procedure and look to your elected representatives that you know and trust. I'm not just talking about Donald Trump, state level, local city, etc. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. But right now, the best opportunity we have is building culture, changing and winning hearts and minds. And as Donald Trump says, just overwhelm the vote. Just everyone show up. That's what we need. And then what will happen afterwards? A very real possibility of mass deportations of all these people who are brought in at great expense because it would be very difficult, but we may have to do it. Joe Biden, I believe, should be criminally charged for all of this. And it's going to get really interesting, really scary, I would say. But let me go through all the news here instead of just uh, ranting, you know, as, as I as I often do. Before we get started, my friends, head over to thebestsongever.com to help support our cultural endeavors. I'll keep it simple for you. We're making music. 
We want to we want to build an industry that uh, is producing culture. You have Daily Wire. They're making movies. We're making music. So far, it's just us. I get it. Daily Wire's got a handful of movies out. You know, we're, we're super excited for what the stuff they're working on. We've got five songs out now, and we are working on signing new bands and all of that stuff. But let me tell you what's happening. Let me give you the update, because this, I think, uh, uh, this matters. We are being now informed by the ratings agencies that track the, the metrics for the success of music. And they're saying, gee, gosh, darn it. For some reason, your numbers are being tracked improperly. Surprise, surprise. We're being given the runaround. I'm talking with Carter and he's like, oh, they're saying, oh, only the label, the, the record label can be discussing these things. Sorry, we can't talk to you. And Carter says, I am the record label. We are the ones who, who put this together. And then you end up with uh, uh, powers flickering here. Sorry about that. Then you get people saying, uh, oh, oh, you are. Uh, well, let me send you to another email. And then sure enough, it's just run around dead end, dead end. And they're saying it's too late. Thursday, this is the last day for the tracking of this week. And all those big numbers that you accrue, mm, there must be a problem with it. We'll see what happens. So I tell you this. Support our musical endeavors if you like the culture war. Uh, not everybody likes the kind of music that we put out. That's fine. You don't have to. But we are going to start here. You know, I can, making movies is, is, is not, not in our space, but making music is something we can do. And uh, we're going to start making more and more and signing more bands. And it's early. I mean, it's, it's only been like a year and a half, two years for us actually getting the ball rolling on this. And we are trying to learn how the machine works. But what I can say is this. They will lock you out. The, you know, Carter is, is, is mentioning this. He's like, it's just like Michael Malice said last night on Timcast IRL. If you are not part of the machine, they will try and stop you. But there's one thing they can't stop. They can refuse to write about us. They can refuse to give us access to distribution, all of these things. But they cannot stop. When you buy the song at thebestsongever.com, click download your price. They cannot stop it. If every single person who watched this video bought the song, we would chart Hot 100 in the, in, the, in the top 10 or something like that. And then all of a sudden, these woke music industry executives, they will drop a load in their pants, shocked that we were able to subvert the system that they have surrounded and controlled and only allow their people to get access to. But it is what it is. If you want to support our music, go to thebestsongever.com. When you download the song, you'll get 35% off Cast Brew, and we're going to keep making music. It's not sustainable for us to do every single song with a big music video release and ask all of you to buy the song every single time in such a manner. But we're going to keep putting out music, get the, get, get the ball rolling. Hopefully, within a year or two, we may even have 100 plus songs that are released. Full album should be coming out in a few months. And there's going to be a bunch of songs we don't do music videos for. And we're just going to start putting out music. We actually have a bunch of songs already done that we haven't released because we're trying to maximize this push to make a splash. It is what it is, man. We are fighting. We are fighting against the old guard and the machine. And these people who are in control of, of culture, they would push narratives and they would try to manipulate the public and they're losing. Now, in terms of news media, based on what we're seeing right now and what you're watching, we're winning. No question. The corporate press is in shambles. But hold on. It's easy for conservatives, moderates, post-liberals to push into the news space because talk radio has been around for a while. Rush Limbaugh, one of the pioneers of it. And that's been a challenge for the media apparatus. But when it comes to movies, music, video games, culture, the right lags. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And the right is being joined now by great cultural forces of the post liberals who are fed up with the far left Democrats and uh, their insane policies destroying this country. You end up with great cultural strides like the Ripaverse, Eric July, their comic books, Daily Wire's movies and the music we are, are putting out. I think if you watch the music video for Together Again, you'll see it is it is very, very well produced. And that's what we're working on, solving this uh, uh, problem, but building a culture. And I'll, I'll explain to you why. When you look at these stories, uh, and, and then we'll, we'll shift it back into the news, but I, it, 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 this is why we're we are doubling, redoubling all our efforts is why everything we do is about culture. We want young people to live in our world. We want them to be inspired by our views. When they watch a skate video that I put out on my Instagram, you might be thinking, I, I get these people that are just not smart enough to understand. They say, grow up, Tim, stop skateboarding. It's a professional sport worth billions of dollars. And we're trying to inspire young people. Do you agree that that kids skateboard? Great. When they watch my video, there's a Gadsden flag behind me. That's what we are trying to do. So these people that are like, don't watch movies and don't have fun and don't exercise and don't skate. Yeah, fed trying to stop us from inspiring the next generation to inspire them to do things that are fun, exhilarating, exciting. But more importantly, when they look at the success we have with our music, I'm getting hit up by people being like, wow, man, your song's doing really well. Yeah, we were, we were like apparently number one in Toronto. We were trending in Hong Kong. And I'm like, good, we'll keep pushing. We'll keep pushing because we are going to build a parallel economy here. And then kids, we'll see. I want you to understand this. When there's a kid and he wants to be a YouTuber, he wants to make vlogs, he wants to make music, guess what? Good luck on YouTube. It never, it's never going to happen. Rumble, however. You want to make music? Okay, well, go and try and get into a label. Mm, gatekeeping, uh, they're gatekeeping. You're not getting in. Well, you know, Tim Ka- uh, Trash House Records is here. We're going to start signing on some bands and some artists. There's a real opportunity there. I'm already talking with some major artists, and I'm like, we can offer you more than any label has offered you, and we don't even want your money. We're going to win this one. Here's a story from the Post Millennial. Let, uh, let me pull up the tweet and show you exactly what the lieutenant governor is trying to do exploring every legal option to remove Donald Trump. Now, the funny thing about this is they say the Constitution is clear. You must be 40 years old and not be an insurrectionist. That's actually not true. According to a Supreme Court ruling from 2010 that Vivek Ramaswamy already pointed out, uh, the 14th Amendment section, uh, section three of the 14th Amendment only uh, uh, does not apply to the president. And for obvious reasons, I laid out just the other day, because every state gets a say in the president. As opposed to reps, they could be voted in without the say of some other uh, the northern states at the time. Saying that they're prompted by Colorado Supreme Court ruling, they also want Trump removed. Now, why does this matter? If Donald Trump is removed, his popular vote count will drop. They will then argue that Trump won with minority vote. Michael Malice says this is likely a trial balloon to get him off in general. Right, because Colorado Supreme Court ruling actually is about the general election, not the primary. The primary is ancillary. Just so happens that because Trump was disqualified, he can't be in the primary either, which doesn't make much sense. 
the Supreme Court of Colorado can make the argument that Donald Trump can't be uh, in the general election, but the primary, the, the Republican Party can decide who they want to run. So why remove him from the primary? It's very interesting. And now here's how scary things are really getting. When they make overt political moves against Donald Trump in this way, these are precursors to civil war. I argue that it is a civil war period. That's it. I guess the question is what comes next? If it does erupt into full scale fighting, which I believe is not that far off, considering what we're seeing now, they will say that this time we are in is a component of civil war. And here, here's, here's, the, here's the issue. The Democrats are engaging in political attacks using law enforcement to arrest innocent people. A journalist for the blaze, Steve Baker, being ordered to surrender because being a journalist on January 6th apparently is now a crime. Innocent people and people who've posted memes. There's a guy who made a meme about voting for Hillary by text. Prison. There's a, a leftist who made a meme in the same way about voting for Trump. Nothing. No prison, despite the same meme. It's fairly obvious. Democrats are willing to use law enforcement to engage in violent assaults on innocent people for political power. And the only reason I would say it's not a civil war is that the right is trying to do everything right. The leftists, the liberals are engaging in evil. This is a fact. They'll argue that what they're doing is good and just. Yeah, sorry. They can argue whatever they want. I don't care. They're liars. They're demons. There are many people who claim to be on the right that are standing alongside the demons. And, you know, we won't forget this. And what I mean by demon, I say figuratively, but some people believe literally some kind of spiritual fight. You have the Owen Schroer prison guards I mentioned yesterday who said, I'm familiar with the work. I'm a fan, but I'm just doing my job. Yeah, that guy is a servant of evil. He may not be the demon himself. But he is a servant on his knees, licking the feet of demons. And again, I say that figuratively, if you want to believe it literally, maybe you do. The only diff- the only reason we're not into full scale conflict is because people on the right are just saying, like, let's get through this. And you know what? I think it's the right move. I do. We don't want violence. When the Democrats engage in these extreme acts, it shows the weakness of their hand. That's why Donald Trump has gone to his rallies and say and said, just come out and vote and overwhelm the system. And he's winning in all the polls. It's going to look like a, it's looking like it might be a landslide. That's why they're trying to remove his name from the ballot, because when he wins and it legitimizes his use of force, then he has law enforcement go and arrest these people. And we avert, we avoid any kind of mass casualty incidents or conflicts. So what are Democrats doing in the meantime? Driven by fear and misinformation, migrants pour into Eagle Pass overwhelming border patrol overwhelming boarding border patrol. I've seen videos of these border patrol guys letting them in. Border patrol could be kicking them out and saying you can't cross the border. There's a lot border patrol could do to stop these people from coming in. They're doing nothing. They are facilitating evil servants of the demons. And they know it. I saw a video where human traffickers. Yeah, I'm not. It's not an exaggeration. Are trafficking minors through an airport and a border guard is just like, happens every day. Yeah, that's what it is. And I'm like, my guy, you could do something about it. You're choosing not to. You're standing by. So I say this to you. How about you either stop the human traffickers or you quit? Resign. I don't understand. You know, 
I hear this. Uh, I think Michael was mentioning the other day that a lot of these guys who are just following orders have mouths to feed. And they're like, so I'm scared, don't know what to do. And I'm like, look, I get it, man. It's a scary prospect. But just remove yourself from an individual circumstance and understand the abstract. I have people say to me, Tim, I have kids. You don't understand how hard it is. I understand. I do. I don't have kids myself, but I'm not blind to the fact that you want your kids to survive. But you also must understand the basic reality of this. If you are standing alongside the devil himself because he's promised to feed your kids, you are still a servant of the devil. That doesn't change, right? And you can argue, I'm sorry, my kids need food. I'll be like, that's great, servant of demons evil man who would destroy the country and everything the the founding fathers laid forth. I hope it was worth it. And I hope your children inherit uh, uh, the the, the, uh, living under under demons. It is what it is. I'm not here to, to pass judgment. I'm here to just give you the blanket. This is the reality of what will happen. These border guards who facilitate evil and the destruction of this country the uh, uh, prison guards who say, I'm just doing my job. Right. So the devil comes to you and he offered you a deal. He said, I will keep the bellies of your children full. You need only drop to your knees in service of Satan. And I will give you my protection. And you said, yes. There's a great scene in that film uh, Shift that uh, Angel Studios put out. They take this guy from his family his wife. This is the point of the story. And the benefactor, a man who can shift people from from different realities, says, I can give it all back to you. I can give it all back to you. Just serve me. And the man starts praying instead. And Neil McDonough, who plays the benefactor, is like, are you are you actually praying <laughs> right now? He's not going to do anything for you. You know what? It doesn't change the, the, the man's conviction. He just keeps praying and he ignores the benefactor who eventually leaves. It's an interesting concept that so many people um, that it got made into a, you know, a film that there is the story of a man whose life was destroyed. But he never, never turned his back from God. Now, I'm not here to preach Christianity or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not a Christian. Uh, I guess I'd be considered deist is what I've been told by Josie the Redheaded Libertarian. I believe in God. I don't follow scripture or anything like that. But my view is uh, I believe it's simple logic. What we're looking at right now, let me show you the story. I think I have it right here. Boston City Council passes measure to allow non-citizens to vote in local elections, December 13th, 2023. Not the first story we've seen of this. Numerous jurisdictions are allowing non-citizens to vote now. These border guards are servants of darkness. If you're religious, and many of you are, not everybody is, then you can view it one of two ways. There are individuals who would sacrifice the fabric of their own country for themselves and their family. Who am I talking about? Let me say this again. A man says, you know, I will sell out this nation because it means my family will be protected and they will benefit. Who do you think I'm talking about? I'm talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about Joe Biden, and Hunter Biden, I'm talking about 10% for the big guy. Oh, did you think I was talking about all of these police officers and border agents who were saying I have kids to feed? I was talking about them, too. I view them no differently. 
When I look at Joe Biden, a man who has sold out this nation, whose administration is targeting innocent people all for the sake of protecting his corrupt administration and his family, I do not see a difference between him and the prison guard who was facilitating the imprisonment of Owen Schroyer. It's the same. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thing. Now, of course, the prison guard says, but I'm being told I have to do this. No one tells you what you must do. If you're a religious person, you probably believe that the only the only uh, master you would serve is your Lord. And if you're not religious, you're more atheist, then you know that free will is yours. You choose in the end. And the only one responsible for your choices is you. When I see these stories, record flooding of the border and border guards do nothing. They just facilitate it. I don't see a difference between that and Joe Biden. You, you can't come to me and say, well, Joe Biden's not being coerced into doing it. I mean, what does that mean, coerced? Joe Biden's thinking, my family, my son, they will want for nothing. I'm going to make sure they live the best life they can, and I will destroy anyone and anything that gets in my way. His son, you know, so when Hunter Biden is facing a problem with Burisma, he calls his dad. His dad shows up and says, fire the prosecutor. What father would not intervene to protect his son from prison? Now, there's a lot of parents that that would say, no, son, you did something, you done something wrong. Hey, good parents. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I ask you this. If your son did something wrong and was facing life in prison, what would you do? There are many fathers that would absolutely take the fall for their child to protect them. Joe Biden doesn't care about you or this country. The only thing that matters to him is that his son is protected. So he will sell you out. Now, where are we? $175 billion to Ukraine for their war, likely because Joe Biden did some backroom deals to protect his son. And he's worried about what would happen if he doesn't. I don't think it's the only reason. I think the military industrial complex has strong interests in expanding NATO's borders and things like that. And then I look at these police officers. I look at these border patrol agents. I look at the prison guards. And I don't understand how anyone, anyone could make an excuse for the things they're doing. When you see that, oof, it's a terrifying reality of what this country is coming to. My attitude is more just, I'd quit. But I get it. What's, you know, what's your, your list of priorities? Your children come first. Totally get it. And so for this, you have otherwise good men of law enforcement, the military, who would destroy their communities, and their country, sacrifice it all so that their children may have some temporary reprieve. Well, the only thing that matters is your children will inherit a nation ruled by demons and they will be subservient to them. My hope for the future is a country of honor, integrity, and, uh, uh, you know, strong values, scruples. 
I remember uh, I've heard so many stories about foreign countries and bribery with police. Stories about in Russia, you get pulled over, you just bribe the cop and everything goes away. In the United States, it doesn't work so much like that because, well, cops have scruples. I'm, I'm not going to take a bribe. I could destroy my life. It's not worth it. Eh, some do. Crooked cops exist. But all of this is going away. And we are inching ever towards a reality where the cop is just going to say, no one's going to find out. I'll take the hundred bucks right now. Let the guy off with the warning. And that hundred bucks goes to my kid. He needs the money. We, my family needs the money. I don't see a difference. I really, really don't. The federal government bribes law enforcement officers to break the law. And they say, yes. What's the difference between a man going to a cop and saying, come on, let me off the hook and I'll slip a hundred dollar bill in your pocket. What's the difference between that, that cop then saying, okay, I'll do something illegal so that I can make extra money. Then you have a scenario where these border patrol agents are taking the barriers down and letting illegal immigrants, immigrants flood into the country. And, and he says, hey, look, but they're giving me a paycheck. It's bribery. You're breaking the law for money. You're no different and no better than Joe Biden doing illegal things for cash because you want to give stuff to your family. Welcome to our brave new world, a world where there are no men of honor. I shouldn't say none. There are a lot. There are many. And you are you know, watching this. Probably many of you are. You would, I mean, at the very least, you just be like, I'm not, look, let's say, imagine you're a cop and a guy comes to you and says, we're going to take something out of the evidence locker. OK, turn around, don't look, and we're going to slip some money your way. Little Billy's going to get the baseball uniform he needs. These Border Patrol agents are the guys going, you got it, boss. Being told to do something illegal in exchange for money. It could be better than that. The police chief comes to them and says, we're taking this out of the evidence locker. We need to do it. But don't worry. You're going to get your paycheck. Just keep your mouth shut. And that cop says, OK. You got it for me, boss. I won't say I won't say I'll, I'll open the door and I won't look. Hey, man, I don't want to get fired. Let me explain something. If you're a security guard in a bank. And the bank manager comes up to you and says, I'm going to open the door for these guys. They're going to come in and they're going to take everything. If you try and stop us, I will fire you. The security guard just sweating bullets says, OK, I guess. When the police find out what happened, that that security guard gets arrested as an accomplice. You allowed them in. You were part of the plan. You knew it was going on. So when I look at all of this and everything they're doing, my view is quite simple. When we win and we will win and we will avert the most serious uh, elements of conflict, I do believe so. And Donald Trump is elected. Cash Patel is appointed. I hope I hope uh, he gets a good AG. I don't know if cash would be the AG. But I look forward to all of these law enforcement officers being criminally charged. I look forward to the criminal court cases where they say, Officer Ferguson, what was it? There's a video of you opening the border barrier and allowing non-citizens to illegally enter this country, facilitating human trafficking. You are being charged with multiple counts of human trafficking, smuggling, et cetera, et cetera. How do you plead? And they're going to say, I, 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 not, not guilty. I, I was told to do it by my boss. So your boss instructed you to commit felonies and you decided to do it. Why? I don't want to get fired. So a man offered you cash money in exchange for committing felonies. And you thought that was the right thing to do. Sir, you admit that you are. Do you understand you are you are admitting guilt before this court? Oh, I look forward to those. And I do think it'll happen.
It's going to be a wild 2024, my friends. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. You are in a civil war era. This could be civil strife, as Stephen Marsh has described it. I cite him often. Civil strife is a period where people are dying in political conflict, but it's not yet risen to the point of, you know, factions fighting for control or anything like that. I believe it's fair to say that we are in a civil war era and perhaps a period of civil strife. Reason reports, special counsel Jack Smith's appointment is unconstitutional. It's actually quite simple. I didn't even realize this. Jack Smith was not appointed by the president as special counsel and confirmed by the Senate as federal officers are supposed to be. This would imply, this would mean explicitly the weaponization of government, the use of false authority by a private citizen to target a former president and the current front runner. It's not law enforcement. This man has no legal authority or constitutional authority. It is, in fact, a coup. That's what they're doing. Now, I suppose coup may not be the right word, considering Donald Trump is not currently the president, but he is the front runner. Something is happening. We are in this civil war period, and this is a rather shocking and startling argument put forward uh, by Stephen Calabresi. They have filed a petition for cert to the Supreme Court to nullify special counsel Jack Smith, specifically because this man was not appointed by the president nor confirmed by the Senate. In essence, the attorney general just took a private citizen and said, you now wield the power of government, so be it. But that's not how the system is supposed to work. As we all sit back and watch this unfold, the prosecution of the former president and current frontrunner, understand that what's basically happened is a private citizen is using force to target Donald Trump. Yeah, that is more like a coup attempt than any legitimate law enforcement. When we look at what's going on with these Democrats, summary judgments, the targeting of Donald Trump, I think it's fair to say it is some kind of coup-like circumstance. The flooding of the southern border indicates that this country is being occupied and destroyed. And so I don't know what else to say other than this is a civil war era. It may turn out to be a revolution, meaning if after Trump is elected or after the 2024 election, who knows what will happen? There could be no violence. It could simply just be a Bolshevik style revolution. I don't know. I do believe that Donald Trump has laid forward for all of you what he is hoping to happen. And so the path forward is actually quite simple. Yeah, we don't want violence. We don't want conflict. These people are going insane. But for now, with these arguments in the Supreme Court, we actually do have a, a chance to hold this thing together and have these criminals charged and removed from power. They shouldn't have power in the first place, but the Supreme Court could actually nullify Jack Smith. And this is an important thing to understand. So long as we are still within the realm of the Supreme Court stripping this man of any authority he claims to have, we are not at the point of no return. And it may be that this coming year, is the year we turn it around and prevent the worst. I have no guarantees for you. I can only tell you that this is the plan to register your friends and family to vote, to inform them, to share podcasts like this, and to elect Donald Trump. I don't know what comes afterwards. 
We hope that we can actually get a purging of the corrupt. We can get a, 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 in essence, a reconfiguration of the system, which still does exist. We must arrest criminals. Simply because there are criminal elements in the Democratic Party does not mean this country and its founding values don't exist anymore. Certainly they do. And it is us doing everything in our power to maintain those. The fastest way to destroy the United States and destroy the values and the vision of the founding father, founding fathers, sorry, plural, the quickest way to destroy this country would be to engage in violence, because that basically says no one views anything legitimately. No one respects the system that is in place, nor views it with any confidence. I still Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I still do believe that with the Supreme Court and with the system laid before us, though crooked and corrupt, still in existence, it need only be cleaned. And if we peacefully register voters, knock on doors, support new culture. We stop this before it gets to that point. And I hope that is what happens. And I hope that is what you focus on. I said it before and I'll say it again. You need only do one thing. Refuse to engage in evil. You don't need to do anything else. The simplest thing is to say, I will not participate. If you are asked to arrest Owen Schroyer, you simply say no. Find someone else to do your dirty work. Now, here's the here's the conundrum, I suppose. When people say, but I have kids to feed. I'll say this just this one time for the second. I said it a million times. When the devil offers you a deal and he says, serve me and I will make sure your children are fed. By all means, you can take that money, but you are still serving the army of the devil. That's what I, I wonder if people don't truly understand. They say, look, I'd quit my job, but I have kids to feed. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, you took a deal with the devil. Did you think the devil's temptations would not strike at your, your most carnal fears? Did you think that? And I mean, I'm not saying literally the devil. If you want to interpret it literally, by all means, many of you maybe do. I am not a Christian. I mean, in the figurative sense, when the deal is offered to you, when the devil appears before you, did you think he was going to offer you an infinity pool or a Ferrari? Of course not, because you don't care about infinity pools or Ferraris. You care about your children. And that's exactly what he has over you when he says, serve me and your children will know only full bellies. And you said yes. OK. We won't forget. The only thing that needs happen is people stop serving evil. But let's talk about this story. And uh, this article from Reason is actually one of the more shocking that I've seen. Before we get started, my friends, head over to thebestsongever.com. If you want to support our cultural endeavors and help us build a parallel economy, by all means, click download at your price. Today is the last day. We are already being told that they're not properly tracking our numbers because, of course, they're trying to gatekeep and keep us out of the industry. The one thing they can't do, however, is stop you from buying the songs. It's much like these YouTube videos. They'll shadow ban us and censor us. But if you just keep sharing them anyway, it doesn't matter. Because human beings choose 
And there are ways to bypass their gatekeeping. They won't write about us. They won't put us in their playlists. But if enough people buy the song, they can't keep us off the charts. Support the cultural endeavors we're engaged in. Today is the final stand. It's our last day after tonight. The numbers will be in. Let's read this story from Reason. On November 18th, 2022, Attorney General Merrick Garland purported to appoint private citizen Jack L. Smith to be a special counsel with the power of one of the 93 U.S. attorneys, but with nationwide jurisdiction. This makes Jack Smith more powerful than any of the 93 U.S. attorneys, even though they have been Senate confirmed to their particular offices. And Jack Smith has not been Senate confirmed for the particular office, which he now claims to hold. A close examination of the DOJ's organic statute makes it clear that unlike at least four others, other heads of cabinet departments, the head of the DOJ has not, quote, in the words of the appointments clause been by law vested with the power to appoint inferior officers like Jack Smith, who have more power than any of the 93 Senate confirmed U.S. attorneys. This made clear by an examination of the DOJ's organic statutes, which he goes on the list. And more importantly, Section 543, the latter statute explicitly allows the appointment by the attorney general of a special counsel to assist a U.S. attorney, but not to replace him. Comparison of the DOJ's organic statute with the organic statutes of at least four other cabinet departments illustrates the kind of clear laws by which Congress exercises its power to, by law, vest the appointment of such inferior officers as they think proper in the heads of departments. To put it simply, the DOJ can't just decide someone's a U.S. attorney. The president must choose a special counsel for which the Senate then confirms. He goes on to say, um, let's see, my concern about the legality of Jack Smith's appointment is both a concern that Trump's convictions might eventually be overturned by the Supreme Court on appeal because Jack Smith was unconstitutionally appointed and a concern that even someone who has conducted himself in the way Donald Trump has done must be tried in a constitutional way. The current Supreme Court has at least six justices who really care about the separation of powers and the appointments clause. And uh, I think that's likely going to happen. We'll read on. The proper way in which an attorney general should appoint a special counsel like Jack Smith is to ask one of the very best Senate confirmed U.S. attorneys now in office to prosecute the cases arising out of the events of January 6th or the misuse of classified documents to be special counsel allowing the U.S. attorney to prosecute cases nationwide and not only in one of the 93 districts, each of which has its own Senate confirmed U.S. attorney. At the same time, the attorney general should then and could then under 28 U.S.C. Section 543, appoint Jack Smith to be a special counsel's special assistant. Simply put, he should go to the president and say, you must appoint the individual. He's not done so. And so all of this is actually much more simple. What we are seeing right now is a rogue individual and private citizen who is being served by agents of the government without constitutional authority to target, arrest, and otherwise subvert the current front runner for 2024's presidential race. And I'm not talking about in the Republican Party. I'm saying Donald Trump is the front runner in the presidential election. This man with no authority is acting outside of the law. And everyone's just watching it happen. Now for this, the individual, uh, uh, Stephen, I believe is, is, is his name, he writes that he has filed a petition of cert. Let me uh, uh, go down and find it to the Supreme Court. Why? What, what, what happened? Yada, yada. Let me let me uh, uh, just search for this, this point. He says this blatant unconstitutional uh, and uh, this is blatantly unconstitutional and renders Jack Smith powerless to seek rid of cert, uh, 
cert before judgment of the Supreme Court, as he is trying to do at the moment. He goes on to say, uh, Professor Gary Lawson, uh, he says, I have co-written. Here we go. Here's the, here's the portion I want to read. I have co-written and co-signed an amicus brief with former Attorney General Ed Meese and Professor Gary Lawson, which was filed in the Supreme Court today, which was yesterday, in U.S. v. Trump, which is a petition for cert before judgment filed by private citizen Jack Smith purporting to speak for the government of the United States and which is currently before the Supreme Court and which makes the argument that Jack Smith's appointment was unconstitutional. My concern about the legality of Jack Smith's appointment is both a concern that Trump's convictions might eventually be overturned and because he was unconstitutionally appointed, what must be done to Donald Trump for whatever he has done must be constitutional. And as of right now, as of today, special counsel stresses gravity of Trump case, urges Supreme Court to immediately hear immunity dispute. This is horrifying. Jack Smith has no authority under the Constitution to do what he does. The media claims he's a special counsel. Understand what we are seeing. A man with no authority has asserted it, and the media just said yes, and people believed it. That's what government really is. It's a scary, scary thought when you consider what's going on in this country. That's all it takes. If the media says it happened, it happened. And people don't know what to do, but the media may be one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful branch of government. And I mean it. Tomorrow, if the New York Times, CNN, Fox News, every media outlet announced that Jack Smith is now president, definitively, and made up some mumbo jumbo as to assert why it was, people would just do it. People would just march in lockstep. No one would do anything about it. And you may say that's extreme. That couldn't happen. It already did. The media said Jack Smith has the authority and everyone just said, okay. I think about these videos where human traffickers are walking right past. I mean, traffickers with minors walking right past Border Patrol who smile and say, what am I supposed to do about it? I don't know your job. It's fascinating to me that police officers, law enforcement will stop you under their own volition and say what you're doing is illegal. They do it all the time. But when it comes to watching a human trafficker smuggling minors, they just shrug and say, I don't know. Because they're in the army of the devil. I mean that figuratively, but you can you can you can think it literal. Last night, Michael Malice said it's literal. The devil, demons, whatever you want to believe. Tucker Carlson thinks it's something more spiritual. But I will tell you this. The reason why they do nothing is because they are servants of darkness, of evil. Now, they can masquerade as good all they want. They can claim they're being forced to do it. But you cannot explain to me why it is that police officers will be like, hey, that guy, you know, he's he's smoking an illicit substance. I'm going to stop him. We know you're not allowed to do that. But then these same law enforcement officers watch human traffickers and they go, oh, what am I supposed to do? And I mean it. In Westchester, when a plane landed where they were trafficking children, the cops were just like, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You know human trafficking is illegal. You did nothing because they serve darkness. This is what you must be, be wary of. And I'm speaking, I love this because people are like, Tim's grifting as, as a Christian. I'm not a Christian. I'm speaking figuratively and to those who would believe it. There's a literal uh, component to those who are of, uh, of uh, Christian faith. You need not only fear the demons who would steal power. You need fear those who would lie to you. Do you think that every single cop is an angel who's being forced to do this? Every, every cop who says, I'm sorry, man, I'm just doing my job. How many of them then turn and grin and smile because they're actually just demons? 
hoping that by saying I'm just doing my job, you won't hold it against them. Even the other day, Michael Malice said, excuse me, he said, if you're if you've got kids to feed, then I understand it. It's okay. But no, I, I, I don't think it's okay. I understand it, but I don't think it's okay. Let's let's let it, it, in, if there is a psychopathic murderer and he cuts a deal with you and says, work for me and I'll make sure your family's fed. Yeah, you're a bad guy. You're a henchman. Like, what do you think? And then more to the supernatural. If the devil comes to you and says, your children will never know an empty stomach again, just serve evil. And you say, but guys, my kids need to eat. Okay, that's fine, but you're still a servant of evil. Have a nice day. This is where we're currently at. Attorney General Andrew Bailey of Missouri says we filed a brief at the U.S. Supreme Court to halt Jack Smith's move to circumvent the appeals process in his prosecution of Trump. The DOJ's attempt to accelerate the prosecution is blatantly partisan, and SCOTUS must reject it. Another fascinating thing that we discussed. I'm a big fan of Dr. Stone. I watch, I've been watching that. It's basically magic school bus for Japanese kids or people who like anime. But there's a character in it who's a mentalist. And they explain manipulation because the show is basically just breaking down like science and they're putting a fun twist on it. The simple story is that a ragtag bunch are trying to save their friends. One of the bad guys discovers their hideout and he's a very strong bad guy. And he says, ha, I can kill all of you right now. Or should I make you serve me? Choose A or B. What should I do? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The mentalist begins negotiating, but appears very weak. Eventually says, you know what? We have a lot to offer you. Clearly, we are equals. Thus, you and I will work together. We will get what we want and then split the rewards 50-50. The bad guy then says, what? I'm clearly above you. No. I get all of the rewards and they go, oh, oh, no, I guess you win. What they explain is that the original argument was whether or not to kill the good guys or not. But the mentalist changed the argument by moving the goalpost to make it. Who gets what percent of the rewards? I'm basically paraphrasing the circumstance of the show, but changing the negotiation without the other party realizing you've already gotten what you wanted. What did Malice say? If you're negotiating the color of the car, the salesman's already got you. The salesman wants to go from, will you buy the car or not? And then a person starts arguing the details being like, yeah, but I wanted a red car. He got you already. Now the negotiation becomes, okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. We can give you either the you know, free paint job or we'll give you a discount on the paint, but we'll include the, 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 the matte package, the, the, the special snow mats on the inside. Which one do you want? Now you're no longer arguing whether or not you're buying the car. You're arguing in what way are you buying the car? This is what they've done. No longer did we even discuss, does this man have the authority to go after Donald Trump? He doesn't. We're now discussing whether or not his attempt to bypass appeals is legitimate. 
So Andrew Bailey is doing the good thing by challenging this, but still falling into the trap. Andrew Bailey should join the other amicus brief or file his own saying Jack Smith is a private citizen with no authority to do this. That's the confidence game. Government is just the confidence of the people. A private citizen, Jack Smith, is going after a former president and no one's doing anything about it. Could you imagine if a guy just off the street one day announced he was arresting a Supreme Court justice? We'd laugh. But why not now? Because the media just asserted it was true and everyone believed it. And the men and women in uniform who signed a deal with the devil support it. Don't ask questions and don't care. It is already a brave new world, my friends. And what's to come will be particularly scary. Benny Johnson, he's a guy right here on Twitter. Texas and Florida moved to rip Biden from ballot in 2024. Interesting. It also says Epstein client list released. No, they're not releasing a client list. And that is misleading. What they're releasing is court documents with names on them. But what we're seeing is the escalation. I don't know where it ends. I don't know what comes next. I can only tell you that we are in civil strife and this will be considered a civil war era unless we win come 2024. But hey, look, Abraham Lincoln won. You still got a civil war. It may it may turn out much in, in much the same way. Donald Trump gets elected. Several states start defying federal law. Donald Trump sends in federal authorities to quell rebellion. And then it snaps one by one. No one really knows what to expect. But I can tell you next year is going to be wild because what we're looking at already is. It's a crazy story. But Donald Trump is being targeted by special interests that are not part of this government. I hope the court intervenes. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Oh boy, we got a viral video of a young woman saying that when she went on a date with a bro, a man's man, and he paid the bill, whoo, she got all hot and bothered and felt the feminism leaving her body. I am not exaggerating. That is exactly what she says. And I, it started making me uh, wonder about maybe the reason a lot of younger men have these politics is because they are not around actual men, but they surround themselves with, okay, well, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, I got to be careful here because it's a term that I can use, I think, in 30 seconds, the YouTube's rules, uh, a term, it's an actual biological term used by biologists to describe men who are of low value who seek alternate means of attracting women. And uh, for this, I think a lot of younger women are surrounded by these low T loser guys who are super feminine and think that the media tells them what women actually want in that they go on dates and say, do you want to split the bill? And the women are like, sure. Maybe many of these women don't understand why it is they're not attracted to these guys. And then finally, this young woman here goes on a date with a guy's guy, a bro's bro. And then she goes, oh, my stars and garters. This is amazing, isn't it? Now, in biology, this term is called sneaky fucker. I am not making that up. It is quite literally the actual academic term. So in biology, they have this, uh, uh, the idea of the attractive male, the female seeking the male. Ah, cardinals, cardinals. You've seen cardinals, beautiful birds, very red. Ah, but alas, only the males are red. Why? 
The bright colors are to show off and attract the female. The females tend to be brown, more plain looking. But there's another reason why the males are bright red, to attract predators. You know, I wondered about that. It's winter, there's snow everywhere, and I see these red birds everywhere that easily stand out. Because when the predators seek to strike, they are drawn to the male and not the female, and the female has the babies, the babies survive. It's very interesting how that works. Now, in biology, you also have the concept of the sneaky fucker. That is, there is a high-value male that dances for the female. You know, birds do those dances. I love watching those nature videos where the birds are like, they dance, and it's like, and it, and it proves their value or whatever. But then you have the very strong males, and they win over all the females and then reproduce. The sneaky fucker is the lesser male who, in the middle of the night, goes to the female, sneaks in a lay to pass on its genes. They actually call it the sneaky fucker. So I'm imagining this. I'm wondering, I should say, if this young woman, I mean, she looks like she's in her 20s, has only ever been around sneaky fucker types, male feminists, low T, weak men lacking passion and ambition, men who don't get up, don't exercise, don't improve themselves. And she thought this is what men are. Interesting. Perhaps one of the big reasons that many women are claiming to be LGBTQ is because they're not feeling strong attraction to males because they're not actually encountering real masculinity for which they would be attracted to. And if you're only surrounded by a bunch of whiny low T feminist males who are weak and out of shape and uh, just go the we should be egalitarian and split the male. And then many of these women are just like, wow, I mean, I'm equally attracted to both, I suppose. But then they meet a big ripped Chad bro who's like, I'll pay the bill, throws the card down. And she's like, whoo, swoon, perhaps. You know, I'm not saying it's absolute. I'm just saying I wonder if in some circumstances this is the case. Let me play this video so you can hear it straight from her mouth as she describes it. Guys, I went on a date this week and I felt the feminism leaving my body. I live on the east side of LA and if you don't know what that means, it's sort of like the artsier part of LA, you know, it's, it's people say it's like Brooklyn and New York. Like, so I go on dates. Okay, I'm going to pause right there and I, I don't believe she is correct, but to be honest, I haven't lived in Los Angeles for like 12 years, but I think she's not referring to east LA. I think she's actually referring to west Los Angeles, but the east part of West Los Angeles, like Silver Lake or something, because I'm like, uh, no, East L.A. is not the Brooklyn. <laughs> like, yeah, that's no. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's changed with a lot of men and women who, you know, live over here. There's always a negotiation about who pays. And that's great. I like to pay for people all that. OK, I'm going to pause right there. I've never had the negotiation about who pays. Never. That's just me. Every date I've ever been on, every time I go out, I just throw my card down. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I can. I just don't really think about it. And often there's only sometimes an argument like um, typically the only time there's ever an argument. And I wouldn't even call it an argument. Typically, typically the only time there's ever a discussion over pay is if I'm with Luke Rutkowski. And I'll be like, no, no, I'll get it this time. You get it next time. And I'm just like, eh, whatever, I guess. But typically, I just pay for everything. But what I will say is that I sort of fell into going on a date with the most guys guy I've ever been on a date with. And he's from West West, you know, Santa Monica. He's a bro, right? 
A guy's guy is usually not my type. Like, I cannot remember the last time that I went on a date with, like, a straight bro's bro. You know what I'm saying? But it befell me. It befell me in an organic fashion. So I'm on this date with this guy, and the thing about a guy's guy is he's putting his card down. He's paying for everything. And I really just it sort of activated something feral in me i'm not gonna lie he went to like another bar and he went he was gonna go to the bathroom so i was getting prepared to pay for our drinks because he's been paying all night of course i'm gonna pay for the next round but as he's going to leave for the bathroom he turns to me and he hands me his credit card and he goes here's my card get us whatever <laughs> it might be time for me to get away from all these you know liberal snowflakes on the east side yeah and there it is now uh i'm gonna go ahead and say that again i don't think she's actually talking about east la because i'm east la is not a bunch of liberal snow again again it's been 12 years since i've been there. that's a long time it's a long time but uh east la is uh yeah just i don't know not that but i don't know again maybe whatever but it's funny isn't it it's funny yeah she's dating all these liberal guys and they're thinking, women want to be equals. We should spit the bill. That way I show her I respect her. And this bro, this guy's guy, did not think twice, threw down his car and said, just get us whatever. He didn't even care. I was reading about the nice guy phenomenon. There's a lot of dudes who are like, I'm a nice guy and women don't respect me. And, you know, they'll, they'll friend zone me. And I'm like, huh. I mean, I, I, I guess I can... You know, understand that being a teen, like a young teenager, being a young teenager, going through the trials and tribulations of navigating dating. But I learned very, very quickly about what a nice guy actually is. A nice guy is not a nice guy. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, you will hear often that these nice guys are actually, like, demanding and they have expectations. And now, let's just say there's a couple kinds of nice guy. There is, in fact, the quote-unquote nice guy who actually is just entitled. And they say, I was nice to you and respected you. So you owe me, you know, relations or whatever. And they're like, I don't owe you anything. That's not nice. It's not a, you're not a nice guy when you're acting a certain way because you think you will get some gratification in return. But then there, there are more, yes, nice guys. And they'll split the bill and they'll be, they'll be polite and they'll ask, is this what's okay? These nice guys are not nice. They're demure and agreeable. And that is, according to this woman, not what she's into. I'm not going to speak for every single woman. Women like different things, of course. But when this woman finally experience, experiences a masculine man, she's like, ooh, swoon. Oh, I'm, you can't see my hand. I'm doing the fan thing. Uh, I'm doing the woo, ladies. So, you know, here's, here's, here's what happens. This guy who took her out, he's a nice guy. He's also confident, doesn't care. There are a lot of guys who are like, you can't. You can't give her too much. You can't call within three days, blah, 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 like that. I, I think that's actually inhibitive of successful male dating strategy. I don't like the idea of guys necessarily trying to like read books on how to date better. 
But I do think guys have to learn how to socialize properly. And the reality is this. This man's man, bro's bro kind of guy. He probably gets rejected all the time. There's this idea that many of these nice guys have or incels that these ultra chads just get whatever they want, whatever they want, and they can do whatever. Well, look, the cream of the crop, top of the top, you know, six foot five, ripped, wealthy. Okay, dude's probably got his pick of the litter for sure. But the thing about this bros, bros, Chad guy is he doesn't care. Okay, he throws down his card, says, you just guess whatever. He's not thinking about trying to win her over. He's just, he doesn't care. And she's like, wow, he's just paying the bill and doesn't think twice. She likes it. And then maybe one day, this guy's on a date and he throws the card down and says, you just get us whatever. And then she's like, okay. And then she's like, you know, I'm not feeling it. I'll go, okay, cool. Nice hanging out. See you later. He never thinks twice. He doesn't dwell on it. He doesn't go on the online and complain like, why was I rejected? He's like, I don't know. I meet tons of people all the time and I can't even remember half the people I met last week. That's the thing. Where is your focus? Where is your attention going? So if you're a dude, and let's say you're the cringiest nice guy ever, and you go on a ton of dates, right? And then you keep failing. If you don't care, it's like, I don't know, whatever, I guess. It reminds me of that uh, King of the Hill episode. I love it. Hank Hill asks Boomhauer to teach Bobby how to pitch woo. He's like, Boomhauer, you're good with the ladies. Could you maybe show Bobby? And then they go to uh, the mall. And Boomhauer is just walking up to every woman going like, damn, girl, looking pretty good. Why don't you give me that number? We hang out sometime. And just saying that over and over again, exactly as it is. And then he keeps getting slapped. <laughs> and then eventually a woman writes the number. And then he's like, hey, you go, Bobby, you know, dang old secret right there. You know, get it. And then, Bo- and then Bobby goes, Mr. Boomhauer, your secret to picking up women is to ask every woman. And then Boomhauer goes like, shh, come on. I want a secret, man. Come on, shh. <laughs> just ask every woman. Yeah. Yes. There you go. I think the secret is for a lot of guys is just stop caring. It's like a, it's like it's a paradox where guys who meet going on a lot of dates end up not caring because they're just like, I don't know, man, if it didn't work out, I'll just be on another date at some point with someone else. So what does it matter? And then guys who never get dates panic when they finally do and they care too much. It's a paradox, isn't it? But outside of all that, what I find truly fascinating is the phenomenon of a young woman for the first time dating a Chad bro, a man's man, and then realizing it feels good. And what I, what I see there is I think a lot of women feel pressure from other women. Actually, let me put it this way. What's the purpose of makeup? I mean, if you ask a lot of guys, they'll say they don't like makeup. I don't know if it's the majority, but most of the people I know don't like makeup. In fact, me personally, I think it's gross. I really find it gross. And then I hear this from women all the time. They're like, you don't really find it gross. You're just saying that. Ladies, it's, it's gross. I do not like makeup. It's gross. Sorry. And then I get women going like, yeah, but if you do it right and do only a little bit, I'm like, nope, all of it, all the time, nasty. That's just me. Whatever. Maybe some guys like it. I'm just saying. What I hear a lot is women dress up not for men, but for other women. There's that viral meme where a woman said male privilege is, is wearing the same clothes every day and no one caring about it. And then this guy's like, literally not a single man cares if you wear the same cute dress twice in a row. Yeah. Like, yep, guys don't care. 
Maybe some guys, but most don't. Women do this for other women because they want to build status and they want to look uh, uh, significant to other women, right? So here's what happens. You get a woman like this and she says, look at the guy I'm going to date with. The other women then say he's not socially acceptable because he's a Trump supporting chat bro. And they're like, oh, better not date that guy. He does not have social status. They end up dating these cringe male feminists and they don't like it. And then finally, they meet the Chad bro, MAGA hat wearing, American flag waving bro, and they love it. There's a really funny post that went viral a couple years ago where this woman was like, I went on a date with a conservative and I loved it, but oh man, I hate his politics. What do I do? And she's like, I just fantasize about a MAGA bro, just, you know, this, that. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Because I think what women are attracted to, but what is socially acceptable has been split. And so you have women on social media being like, no, no, Dylan Mulvaney, that's the person you want to be with or be like, or that's a good person. And in reality, most women are like, it doesn't move the needle for me. Well, here you go. You can see it exactly here. Perhaps not all women, obviously. But I have to wonder if there are a lot of liberal women who don't actually know what they're attracted to or how actual attraction feels because they're averse to being near a bro because the the stigma around their their leftist uh, social groups. That's why she's surprised when she meets an actual masculine guy. She loves it and feels the feminism leaving her body. Yeah, you have to wonder about that. I saw a great thread on sex differences And it was from some researchers talking about a conference where they're talking about socialization versus biology. And uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's fairly obvious that it's both socialization and biology which causes, which creates biological differences uh, or differences in gender and and stereotypes, et cetera. The stereotypes, I think, are actually um, fairly obvious. We talked about it quite a bit. Uh, If 99 men die, if, if you have 100 men and 100 women and 99 men die, your society can succeed. Women are capable of doing a lot of jobs and even hunting, though men do a lot of things better than women. They don't create human beings. Women can pick up the slack for men and create human beings. So 100 men, 100 women, 99 men die. That one man can make a whole bunch of babies in nine months. A lot of work for that one guy, but it's possible. 100 men, 100 women, 99 women die. You're done. You get one baby in nine months. You ain't going to be having a lot of babies. That woman's going to be working more than any woman's ever worked desperately trying to save what remains of their village. For this, you have the expendable male. Men, they, they, if a man dies, society can still survive. For this, men take on riskier and more dangerous tasks. For this, men have more bone density, muscle mass, skin collagen, etc. Because they go out, fight, defend, and hunt. Because the risk to them is not the risk to society. But the risk to females is. And so you end up with evolutionary pressure, which creates social norms. You know, I I was reading about how dogs came to be. So basically got a bunch of humans sitting in a little camp, little tribe, and they throw their refuse off into a pit and they leave. Wolves come and scavenge the pit and eat what remains because wolves are scavengers. And, And they do hunt too, but they're scavengers. Eventually, you have something called flight time, which is the distance between a human being and an animal, the distance at which the animal will flee. Well, the wolves that were more willing to get close to humans, a lower flight time, were more likely to scavenge the refuse before another pack. 
And thus, these wolves succeeded more, had more babies. Over a long enough period of time, the flight time between uh, wolves and humans got smaller and smaller. But alas, there was something else. Humans would not tolerate aggressive wolves getting too close. So there was a, a, a dual pressure system. Wolves that were less aggressive and humans that were more tolerant moved closer and closer together until the point at which wolves were freely moving about human camps and humans didn't care. Little did these humans know that the wolves urinating around the area was creating a territory that other predators were scared to enter. Not completely, but to a certain degree, thus resulting in higher success of those humans. Eventually, when the humans would go on the hunt, the wolves would follow. Eventually, the humans followed the wolves. And something interesting happened. The wolves could smell prey. And so the humans followed and said, the wolves are going to deer. The wolves then used tools to quickly take down the deer. And both wolves and humans thrived. But through this pressure, the behavior of wolves changed. And now they're dogs. And dogs are happy little fluffy buddies that love humans unconditionally. So how does a dog come to be? Social pressures created social behaviors. Environmental pressures created social behaviors. The same is true for human beings and each other. Humans that would send their women to go hunt likely would not last that long. So women end up not hunting. Men end up doing a lot of the riskier jobs and protecting the tribe. That means that there is a genetic component to the behaviors of men, the same as animals have instinct, humans do. Now, humans are very intelligent and social. Therefore, our behaviors can be altered and manipulated through socialization more than many than other animals, I would presume, but I believe that's fair to say. Thus, you end up with females being told to be with more demure, agreeable men, but they don't feel that attraction within them. I'm not saying it's absolute. I'm saying in this particular instance. And, and thus, where do we get gender stereotypes? A combination of socialization, what colors women wear, dresses. Yeah, that's nothing to do with social pressures. But of course, the reason why women weren't working, the reason why women weren't voting was absolutely because men were involved in ex- external affairs and, the, the, uh, and war, conflict, hunting, etc. And women stayed in the camp. If you extrapolate, you have a bunch of females safely guarded in the camp, raising children because they're the only ones who can. I'm not saying men can't contribute to it, but women create the life. So men protect them. That means men are out scouting, making sure predators aren't coming and other rival groups aren't coming. Well, the women stay home. Over a long period of time, the men are the one working in offices and the women are staying home. But now in our society, with modern feminism, but more importantly, with technology, safety and security is paramount. Humans are not at risk of extinction, except from themselves, I suppose. And thus, there's no real social pressure on women to stay in the home to stay safe. So women now, there's, pre- there's, no, there's no restriction on working and doing these things. And it creates the circumstances where we are today. But deeply ingrained within all of us are our uh, stereotypes and social behaviors that come from millennia of evolution. So I am not surprised to see a young woman being like masculinity is attractive and the feminism leaves my body. Now, this is all a bit speculative. I'm just a guy who reads stuff on the Internet. Perhaps I'm wrong about all of it and feel free to correct me. But I still find it interesting nonetheless. Thank you, young lady, for expressing your opinion and contributing to the deeper analysis of human copulation. And uh, maybe we'll figure this thing out yet. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. By now, I'm sure many of you have heard of the film 
the American Society of Magical Negroes, for which many people are quite upset because the movie's got a racist premise that white people are dangerous. In the trailer going viral, one of the main characters tells the other main character that white people are the most dangerous animal and their job is to keep white people happy. Otherwise, it gets bad for them. But here's what I absolutely love. Everybody hates the movie already. I have an article from The Root. The Root is a uh, a website targeting the black community for which they are also very upset about the movie because guess what? Well, they're partly mad because they actually wanted the film to be about black and white racial dynamics, but instead it mocks white people, actually has the black characters subservient to them and their magic is dependent upon them. But in reality, the movie itself is just a buddy cop rom-com. It's about a black guy who wants to date a white woman. And if he does, he loses his magic powers. (laughs) Yo. So, of course, naturally, even lefties and black identitarians are not happy with what this movie is supposed to represent. It just does not work. Now, of course, you have the article from last week. We have Bounding into Comics. Upcoming, the American Society of Magical Negroes movie shamelessly describes white people as the most dangerous animal on the planet. The Root writes, the American Society of Magical Negroes got people feeling all kinds of ways. The forthcoming film was met with initial excitement and intrigue, or at least that was the case until after the trailer hit the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the perfect example of get woke, go broke. Nobody wants to watch a movie that is this overtly racist. The idea being that the black characters It's supposed to be a critique of society that they must serve the white characters. But instead, all you did was make a racist movie that nobody wants to watch and everyone is enjoying ragging on. How fun is this? Well, let's read their uh, interpretation. But before we get started, my friends, this is it. Our last stand. Today's the last day. Go to thebestsongever.com. Click the link in the description below and download together again our new song for 69 cents for only 69 cents. You can help us stick it to the machine and build a parallel economy. This is what we do. We're doing a lot of things. We do music. We got skateboarding and action sports. And this is one of the things that we're capable of doing. Our music videos are of the utmost quality. The songs are good. Maybe not your preferred style, but the production quality is all there. And now we're just going to start building that machine because we're going to push back on the woke garbage culture that these machines have been putting forth. But I tell you this, my friends, we got word, of course, they're not properly tracking our numbers except for our sales. So the streams that are, that are going up all over the place. Oh, whoops. Oh, geez. I can't believe that happened again. They're playing dirty games because this is the one way that they can't keep us out. If everyone who watches this video right now clicks the link in the description below and buys the song, we smash the billboard charts into the Hot 100 and then the Daily Wire crew, Michael Knowles, Jeremy Boring, as well as the Timcast crew, me and Carter Banks, get to give a big middle finger to the industry and say, you can't keep us out forever. So with your support, we can make it all possible. So please go to thebestsongever.com. Today is the last day. It's all riding on today. They're not tracking our streams properly. So we have to drive sales to the best of our abilities. But check out, check out the song. Hopefully you like it. It's only 69 cents. And you get a 35% off coupon for castbrew.com that works on subscriptions forever. But you can only if you make a purchase on Castbrew within the next week or so. But let's read the story from The Root. They write, last week, the trailer for the upcoming film. Oh, I've said the name too many times. 
uh, has was released and many black and white folks, white folks were confused about, the, the, uh, about whom the film's audience is supposed to be. Many thought the American Society of Magical Negroes was going to give a glimpse of black folks doing magic tricks and teleporting like Harry Potter. What folks saw instead was seemingly a snippet of satire and a taste of well-known literary and film trope that unfortunately didn't translate well to viewers online. For context, the Kobe Libby directed film centers around a young man who is recruited into a secret society of magical black Negroes who dedicate their lives to a cause of utmost importance, making white people's lives easier so that black people will live safer. What a pathetic, psychotic and disgusting premise. If that sounds a bit off, it's because the movie leans heavily into magical Negro story trope, which is defined as a black character whose sole purpose in any story plot is to help white people achieve their fullest potential. And while the film on its surface seems to go in that direction, the disconnect for folks online seemed to be hinged around the interracial romantic element present. Some felt that alludes to the fact that the protagonist may not be bucking against the system solely because of any internal or communal loyalty or desire, but instead just to get the white passing girl, which doesn't do well to subvert the trope in and of itself. So basically, here's the movie. They say, join us and you'll have magic powers, but you got to help white people. That's your job. Who would take that offer? You can use magic, but only to help a white guy. Okay, I guess if the magic does something for me when I'm off work. I don't know. What's the benefit? Perhaps the movie has it. What ends up happening is the main character falls for a co-worker who is a white woman. Oh, she's a white woman. Come on. I mean, they, they call her white passing because I guess she's somewhat ambiguous, but she's white. And then they say, no, no, the white man wants her. You've got to set them up. Otherwise, we all lose our magic powers. And he decides he wants to be with the white woman instead of having magic powers. It is the cringest, cringiest cringe I have ever cringed upon. Here's a quote. Here I thought the American Society of Magical Negroes was going to be smart, satirical, social commentary about the magical Negro trope and black-white power dynamics. But no, it's an interracial rom-com. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they don't like that interracial stuff. These woke people are really upset about it. Another added just saw the trailer for the American Society of Magical Negroes, a movie about black people dedicated to making white people's lives easier. And the main character falls in lust with a white woman. Yo, they are so insanely racist. I love it. I just I just love the exposing of this. The funniest thing in the world. These white liberals, these affluent white female liberals who are like, racism is bad. Let's make a bunch of movies about interracial couples. Me, I'm kind of like, whatever, I guess. But then you got white people all hot and bothered tweeting up like, how come every commercial has an interracial couple? And you got black people all hot and bothered being like, what's up with this interracial relationship? And me here being the product of one, I'm just like, what's y'all's problem? I love this. I love it when the white nationalists get mad at me and they call me global citizen. Oh, they don't like it. They don't like it. That's too bad. That's why I like America. Man, I think people need to understand this. Woke people. Y'all are awful. I've been around the world. Ain't no good place for mixed race people around the world. You got to figure it out how to get by. Fortunately for me, I'm a bit ethnically ambiguous in that regard. And um, I've successfully passed as Middle Eastern, European and uh, Mexican. So perhaps not all that bad. I'm essentially a day walker. I can go to any place and look kind of like everybody enough to where they're not quite sure. So they leave me alone. I remember when I was in Egypt. And I was working with a vice producer, some white dude, and everyone else was with us is clearly Egyptian and Arabic. And he was like, you know, Tim, you got to be careful because, you know, when we're walking around and meeting people, it's very obvious there's two white dudes. 
And this is a white guy telling me that I look white. The Egyptian people are like, no, 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 Tim looks Egyptian. He's good. And I'm like, hey, look at that. White guy thinks I'm white. Egyptians think I'm Egyptian. Let me just slide past y'all and not get into a fight. But look, man, racists going to be racist, right? I keep seeing a lot of y'all need to read what it what the movie means. Y'all don't get satire. I think we get those things. That doesn't change the fact the American Society of Magical Negroes doesn't look great based on the information given to us, said one user. Even some obvi- uh, uh, obviously biased white, biased white folks got up in arms at the trailer, which really doesn't hold much weight. Wow. Am I reading pigeon? Guys, the root, you need it. Who wrote this? Bro, Chanel Janai doesn't hold much weight. She spelled weight W-A-I-T. So I'm like trying to read this. Even some obviously biased white folks, it's biased, B-I-A-S-E-D, which doesn't really hold much weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, considering so many of them lately seem determined to terrorize us in our own homes, especially in South Carolina. I just, you know, look, man, I don't care about your race. If you're a stupid racist, I'm going to make fun of you. Okay, I don't care if you're Asian, Latino, a man, a woman racists. I don't like especially stupid ones. Another chimed in and said, and the woke insanity continues. It certainly does. The only insanity would be to completely write the film off, said many who defended the trailer and added more context to why the film is an important story to tell. Sure, it has a queer black lead and Asian co-star a supporting cast of legendary black actors and was written and directed by a black person. This is just to weed out the uninformed and clickbaity takes I keep seeing. Okay, well, let me break it down for you. This is a movie made by racists for racists to make fun of people and to be racist. I mean, that's it. This is, look, I don't care what y'all want. I don't care what the, the white nationalists want. I don't care what the black nationalists want. I don't care what the root wants. I'll tell you what I want. I want a culture built around being like, yeah, we don't care about race. That's not what's important. What's important is the content of your character, not the color of your skin. Instead, what we get are these people who actually defy the dream of MLK Jr. himself. Well, it is what it is, and maybe people will not see it. I doubt it. No one's going to see Aquaman, so these movies are all failing. And I wonder why. I really do. But I'll leave it there. Next segment will be tonight. At 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl should be fun. Marion Williamson will be joining us. Really excited for this. And uh, before I go, head over to thebestsongever.com. It's the last time I will be able to ask you while it matters. If everybody who watched this decided to just spend that 69 cents one time, you get a huge discount, 35% off Cast Brew Coffee. Buy it for the holidays. But more importantly, you help us build that parallel economy. And what I'm hoping for with this is one, simply put, we sell songs. The people who want, to, who want to support our work, just do it. For those of you that might say, okay, fine, I'll support you this one time. We're hoping to smash our way into the industry and send a message to artists. The path to victory is not through the corporate industries, the gatekeepers, and the woke, get woke music garbage. The path of success can be on your own through independent platforms. And look at the work we're doing. We've released, I, w- I would say officially, under our label, this is our fifth song. We are still waiting to see if we hit the Billboard charts. I think the answer is going to be yes. The first three songs uh, uh, we put out have charted. Send that message to all the young people who are hoping to succeed in music. How many of your favorite bands never even charted one time? And we're three for five right now. I think it's fair to say three for four. 
And it's only because the last song we, we put out, we did more of a silent release because we're going to start just putting out tons and tons of music. But those are the songs that we put out as singles. They've made it. I'm hoping that we can send a message to people that there is a way to be successful without going towards these woke industries in Hollywood. And we will build a parallel economy of music that can exist outside the corrupt system with your support. TheBestSongEver.com. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all tonight. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.